The week's top story, how the coronavirus is changing the legal technology landscape. We'll get into that story and more during this episode of Legal Tech Week. Legal Tech Week is a podcast that rounds out the week's top legal tech news and offers commentary and analysis from experts in the field. I'm your host, Bob Ambrogi, publisher of the Legal Tech blog, Law Sites, and host of the Legal Innovation Podcast, Law Next. Let's get started with the headlines. As the legal profession scrambled to adjust to a new reality of sheltering in place and quarantines, legal technology took center stage. On Monday, practice management company Clio committed a whopping $1 million to a disaster relief fund, and other companies also stepped up to offer free products and services. On Thursday, document technology company Latera announced that it has acquired Best Authority, a leading product for creating tables of authorities in legal briefs. Also on Thursday, the legal research company Casetext announced that it has raised a new funding round of $8.2 million, bringing its total funding to more than $40 million. And in the UK, VLEX, the international legal research service, formally launched its new legal research platform that incorporates Justice, the UK legal research service VLEX acquired last year. So those are the headlines. Now let's go into more depth. The overarching theme this week, of course, was a legal profession scrambling to adjust to a new reality of sheltering in place and quarantines. All around the country and all around the globe, law firms, courts, law schools, and government agencies suddenly found themselves unable to conduct business as usual. It was a litmus test for their adoption and use of technology. Unfortunately, it was a test that many were not prepared for. But over the last five days, legal technology companies have stepped up to help the legal community meet the challenge. The week started with news that Clio, the practice management company, was committing $1 million of its own money to a disaster relief fund to help the legal community get through the challenges and hurdles brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. On the same day that Clio made that announcement, I interviewed CEO Jack Newton for my other podcast, Law Next. I asked him why his company did this, and here's what he said. We looked at it as as a, an opportunity to provide leadership when leadership through these uncharted waters was sorely needed. And, you know, pretty quickly, uh, you know, last week, once we'd made the pivot to working from home and successfully embracing uh, this this new world uh, at, at Clio, our minds pretty quickly went to our customers and and started thinking about how, how do we help our customers navigate this challenge. But Clio was not the only legal tech company to step up. So many began to extend offers of free products and services that I created a special page on my blog to try to keep track of them all. If you're interested, you can find that at lawsitesblog.com slash coronavirus hyphen resources. Meanwhile, the business of legal technology continued on this week with a couple of notable announcements. On Thursday, the document technology company Latera announced that it's acquired Best Authority, a product for creating tables of authorities in legal briefs. This is notable for a couple of reasons. For one, Best Authority is generally considered to be, well, the best product of its kind. For another, its acquisition marks the end of Levitt & James, the company that developed Best Authority 
And it's one of the oldest companies in the legal technology space, having been in business since 1987. And finally, it represents a further rounding out of the Lutera suite, which aims to be the platform that supports the entire document lifecycle. In another notable development this week, the legal research company Casetext announced that it had raised a new funding round of $8.2 million, bringing its total funding to more than $40 million. Casetext has drawn attention over the years for its innovative legal research tools, starting with its brief analysis tool, Kara. But last month, it unveiled Compose, a tool that automates the creation of the first draft of a litigation brief. Its announcement of Compose drew a lot of interest across the legal community, and apparently it led to this week's $8.2 million funding, which the company said was led by a major but unnamed U.S. law firm. And out of the U.K. this week came the news that VLEX, the International Legal Research Service, has formally launched its new legal research platform that incorporates justice, the legal research service that VLEX acquired last year. The new platform combines the strength of justice in Commonwealth jurisdictions with the global reach of VLEX, which, by the way, also operates here in the United States. In future episodes of this show, this is the point where I'll bring on a guest to offer expert insights and commentary on the week's news. But for this week, let me share one more insight from my interview earlier this week with Clio CEO Jack Newton. Do you think that that the, that this is going to change the legal profession permanently? I mean, its use of technology permanently, or do you think that that law firms will kind of fall back into a complacency or or uh, old way of doing things again after after all of this changes? I mean, is, is this change permanent, or are we just seeing something temporary right now? Yeah, I, I really believe that we're going to see a, a new normal emerge for the way that law firms work and the way that many businesses work. Um, I don't think there is returning to normal. Uh, and especially if we, we think about um, this stretching out, you know, for for a period of months, we're, we're going to build brand new muscles that didn't exist, uh, you know, just two weeks ago. Uh, and we're going to find that those, those muscles give us superpowers. We're going to, we're going to understand that allowing employees to work from home, for example, can actually make them more productive. We're going to realize that maybe what used to be a one hour in-person meeting could, could just be an email. We're going to realize we could accomplish a lot more over a video chat as opposed to a face-to-face meeting. Um, by the way, we're probably also going to realize a bunch of things that we assumed that were incorrect. Like maybe our clients tell us that, you know, I actually prefer a Zoom meeting over driving to your office to put a, uh, to have a face-to-face meeting. Uh, we'll probably hear that. I prefer you sending me over that, that DocuSign versus uh, driving into your office to put a wet signature on a, a document. We're, we're going to see... I think we're going to learn so much over the next few months or, or, or longer. Uh, and those learnings are going to, be, going to be transformative to the way we do business. That's it for today. Over the coming weeks, we'll test out some ideas, see what works, see what doesn't. I'd love to hear your ideas for what you'd like to hear on the show. The show is produced and edited by Ben Ambrogi. This is Bob Ambrogi. See you next week.